0: This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Welcome to the Don't Sweat It podcast, episode number three, which is very exciting. Coming up on this episode, I do chat with Rod Konstantinidis. He is a business owner, construction manager, and just a full-time legend. We talk about all things on how to create a brand, how to approach speed bumps in biz and the art of meditation. And if you're someone who is thinking about starting a business and does need some cold hard truth about the reality of what is actually involved in business, then this episode is definitely for you. Now, put your joggers on, get outside and enjoy a walk while you listen to this. If you have a friend who is starting out in business, then pass this episode on. And if you loved it, don't forget to like and subscribe or leave a review because that shit helps. I have a beautiful chap here with me today. His name is Rod. Hello, sir.
1: Hey, Emily. How are you going?
0: I'm <laughs> great. <laughs> so um, Rod is going to explain a little bit about himself, but first, as always, I ask every guest, ask five questions. The first one being, if you could have dinner with anyone, who would it be?
1: Um, I was going to say Gary Vaynerchuk, but I feel like I know already what he would probably have to say, have consumed enough of his stuff. So maybe Joe Dispenser, I think he um, there's a lot of depth to him. I think I could probably ask him questions all night. Mm. Still not have all the answers.
2: Mm.
0: I love that. That's beautiful. What was the best compliment a stranger has ever given you?
1: <laughs> Funny because I, <laughs> I don't actually like compliments. So I suppose I'm not remembering any. <laughs> um, I kind of think compliments and criticism go hand in hand. They kind of... You know, if you don't listen then it's all good. Mm. They kinda of slow you down because then you dwell or you you know, inflate your ego a bit.
0: That's interesting actually. I've never heard someone say that. So that's a definitely a different take on that. That's pretty cool. What would your younger self not believe about your life?
1: I think that I'm a big believer of manifestation. So like what that we're creators of our life. So what you think eventually if you work towards it it'll happen. So I suppose if I was to reflect back on things that I used to think about wanting or um, working towards or one day that would happen, it's kind of all happening now. Um, So maybe depends how young you're talking. So you're saying that you envisioned
0: your life how it is now?
1: I'd say the last three years I've really kind of – I keep looking back and I'm like, oh, no, if say something goes on right now, I'm like, puts a spanner in the works, like what just happened before this podcast? (laughs) And then I think about – the fact that I actually did want this, mm. you know, it's all part of the journey and it is all leading exactly where I wanted to go. So I suppose 10 years ago, I probably wouldn't think that's possible. Now I just next year think, well, my dreams now will probably come true next year mm. sort of thing. Yeah, I sense. love did that. that answer the question?
0: It did. Thank you very much. What's your favorite way to move your body?
1: At the moment into rock climbing. um, my girlfriend's into rock climbing and I go to flow climbing gym or outdoors. Rainer, actually, our video guy, just took me out to call him the other day, which was fun.
0: <laughs> Rainer um, has had two shout outs in yeah. two episodes. Wow. We're going to have to get this guy on the podcast.
2: I think. <laughs> yeah. <good idea.
1: laughs>
0: um, and would you rather cook or wash dishes?
1: I do like cooking, uh, but I don't mind washing dishes. I would say cook probably because. Washing dishes isn't that fun, but yeah, it sucks. Um, I don't, I wouldn't complain about
0: it. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the juicy stuff. Tell the listeners who you are and what um, you're doing here, what you
1: do. So, my name's Herolidos Constantinides, or Rod for short, because some people don't want to say my full name. <laughs> <laughs> um, 27 years old. Uh, Work in construction, family business, of storage, and run a business called The Pottery Studio in Nambour. Um, probably got too many balls in the air, <laughs> but it, um, I think it kind of, in some ways it reflects who I am as a person. Like I kind of get bored on things quickly, but I do like to have, a, like a, I've always got ideas flowing and I just want to kind of do them. Um it probably, also, it probably doesn't help. Like if you're all in on one thing, you probably achieve a lot more. Um, but just a slower way of getting there, I suppose. Like I wouldn't probably give any of – I mean maybe the family business, but I don't want to give construction up. But at the same time I wouldn't give pottery up because it's kind of the yin to the yang of construction.
2: Absolutely. Um,
0: Which know. I'm excited to talk about today um, about finding that yin and yang of – I guess, business world and like personal as well. And obviously you just spoke about um, like how you're across heaps of different projects. How do you juggle juggle it all?
1: Um, sometimes I don't. <laughs> yeah. But that's meditation definitely, yeah, that's the reality. Meditation definitely helps. And this week I have gotten back into meditating, which is awesome. Um, last week was pretty hectic i can't actually remember what was hectic about it i remember calling sophie on sunday night and we were both just ranting about something and then all of a sudden we just decided 90 minutes meditation will fix it and then yeah it was on from there the whole week's been great um so i've been meditating every day that's probably the one thing that keeps me sane then just planning you know you've just got to always kind of I delegate a lot. I like there's a lot of employees around, mm-hmm. so that obviously helps. I'm not always doing all the work, um, but then you're always creating work for people. So that's
0: but like just, just as I guess hard. yeah, exactly. Delegating in itself is like <laughs> such a hard job. Like being yeah. having to dish out lots of different jobs to different people and hoping that they get it done. Mm. Like how do you how do you let go of not doing it yourself and having someone else do it?
1: Just um, just probably. My whole life is that, so I've just had to accept whatever. Yeah, like Like, trust. Yeah, I have Mm. to trust; otherwise, nothing would get done. You know,
0: because that's what I guess I find like the biggest struggle in my life is, I just don't know how to let go of like Mm. a job Mm. and be able to give it to someone else. Because I'm like, oh, is it going to be done like properly? Is it going to be done the right way?
1: Mm. That's it. Is probably like it's a blessing and a curse. Like obviously, putting I can put too much trust in people a lot of time, and then you know, you forget that, you know, people kind of need accountability and all that. They need checkups and even just to have a chat, see where they're at. So I suppose that's probably a big flaw is just trusting too much and then, you know, trusting everything will get happen. but you've got to keep, you know, like you said, checking up on it.
0: Let's go into the pottery studio. Mm. What made you start the pottery studio?
1: I didn't start it. Interesting. <laughs> well, um, I was studying at the time, I my girlfriend at the time was into pottery, so um, she decided to start it and then when we broke up she didn't want it anymore. I thought, uh, well I actually owned the shed, so I thought I don't want to lose a tenant, may as well keep it going and then I really did actually enjoy the um, relaxing benefits of it, of pottery, so um, Gabby came along and kind of just kept it going and then three classes a weekend turned into whatever we do now yeah like 15, an 20, insane
0: yeah. amount
2: yeah and so. like
0: you started off in one shed mm. with minimal equipment like minimal furniture mm. and now if you have seen it on instagram you can see that it's completely transformed you've gone from like how long has it been since you started to where you are now
1: uh i think was September 2017, we started first fitting it out, but probably January 2018, mm-hmm. first classes. I think it was around the same time you kind of started your yeah, guitar, yeah. I memory. think you're
0: right. Yeah, mm. definitely. um
1: But yeah, we grew. That was a year in that shed or a year and a half, and then we bought outgrew. wheels and went opposite and. We actually just renovated it again and put a meditation space in, which is...
0: Hell yeah. And we're going to talk about this because I want to get into meditation in a second. What potential did you see in the early stages of the business, like, that made you want to go all in? Like, what made you go... Um, like you said, it was... You didn't want to lose a tenant, but was that really actually it? Like, obviously, you saw a like potential in it, right?
1: I saw a potential enough to support Amy. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I'd just finished studying architecture, mm. undergrad, and I was focused on learning construction. I wasn't really into. into that. So it was more of a, the whole place was empty. Like Nambour wasn't, there was no one there and that build, the complex was empty. So I was like, well, this is less risky than having an empty shed that I'm going to have to pay for. So, you know, a couple classes a week is going to pay the bills. Um, diving deep into it probably didn't start until the breakup and I don't know why um, I think I just, yeah, I don't know. I just, maybe it's Gabby came along and there was someone super interested in pottery. Yeah. That actually cared so yeah, much. Just super, yeah. So I could just trust her to, mm. you know, manage it. Um, and then, yeah, I'm into marketing and so I just kind of handled the back end.
0: Yeah. You got your fingers yeah. in so many pies, which is awesome. Like finishing a, an architecture degree. Was it architecture?
1: Yeah. I need undergraduate. So it's. I've well, got masters to go, but yeah.
0: Okay. Well, still, like, let's take it one step at a time, please. <laughs> um, did you ever think that you were going to be like anything other than an architect? Like, what was what was your big dream when you were when you were working? Oh, uh, sorry, when you were studying to be an architect, what was your big dream? To be an architect?
1: No, I, I, no, definitely no. not. Like, I never actually wanted to be an architect as such, as working um, a firm or anything. Mm-hmm. Um. I just wanted to learn about design in buildings and I've always been more interested in the construction. Um, But I do remember actually like maybe semester, the last final semesters I was getting itchy feet and just wanted to um, get back into business, which kind of then did happen when I came back and we had the year of running the pottery studio. So, I mean, in some ways you could say that that's like, that I did attract all of that. Mm. Um, because that's what I was thinking about there. I wasn't thinking about coming out and trying to find a job like other undergraduates were. Mm. Um, Yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: so you finished your study and you were like, sweet, thanks for the degree. And then you're like, I got other things on. (laughs) Is this what happened?
1: Well, you learn a lot in architecture about design and I think design overall, like we were just talking about before in graphic design, like Mm. it it all helped as well. So Mm -hmm. it definitely helped in the process of starting the pottery studio. Uh
0: Uh-huh, yeah, I totally understand. And that's it, like again, seeing from where it was three years ago to now where it is, is like you have the eye for how can I make this like a better space, which is awesome. And let's talk a little bit more about stillness and what you guys preach at the Pottery Studio. Mm. Um, do you practice what you preach? You said you have now been meditating for it like an hour a day. Do you? Is that consistent?
1: It's it's consistent and then not consistent so it depends <laughs> what i'd like it to be like i would hope that i'll keep that i'll continue but i seem to go through stages like it'll be a month and then it might be a month without um but i definitely notice the benefits in the month so it's kind of I yeah mean, tell me the same with you if you decide to have a month off exercising you would be like what am i doing
0: yeah why did i take that time off yeah tell me the benefits of meditation because i don't meditate i would love to meditate do you think that anyone can meditate
1: yeah, sure. Everyone can. What
0: if you are...
1: There's m- many forms of meditation. What if you're ADHD.
0: You, like a little bit hyper. That's me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, a lot of people don't think, I mean, I know a lot of people do say that maybe I don't practice what I preach um, because they see me just during the day when I've got a million things in my mind. Um, I don't know. There's sort of a degree of stillness required in the chaos to keep maintaining it because like, you know like when you've got three different like very different projects like if you're dealing with people in construction mm. and then sales people sort of at Mammoth and then people doing pottery mm. they're all very different people so juggling that is also hard even just how you speak to them so sometimes I will be caught like how I talk to someone on site versus yeah. talking to someone in the office yep. or at pottery studio and it's yep. like oh I can't talk like that um, yeah
0: you have to like shift mm. Your way of talking It's probably is the biggest line. juggle.
1: The juggling the and even if you're thinking about if I'm thinking about say the storage business, mm. but then thinking about pottery, it's like or construction. They're all different parts of your brain, I guess. Like Yeah,
0: definitely. Thinking? And like I think as well you can't have you know, when you've got so much on your mind, I guess, you know, I would hope that like being still and doing meditation would kind of bring you a little bit back down and like mm make you feel a little bit more clearer or focused. So that
1: is probably the benefit. So if obviously thoughts have got 60,000, 80,000 thoughts a day, whatever it is. Um, I'd hate to s- think. <laughs> I'd
0: hate to think how many thoughts I When you day. sit
1: down and you focus entirely <laughs> on your breath for an hour, which isn't entirely because you'll be focusing on your breath and then all of a sudden you'll be thinking about um, what, you know, someone said to you that day or what you wondering, wondering, So and you've got to go back to your breath. The more you go back to your breath, keep going back to your breath, or as I do, Vipassana, go into sensations on the body. You're concentrating your mind. So when you come out of it, you'll notice that where you might have had constant thoughts, you might like there might be subtle gaps between them. So that's kind of what you're looking for, just silencing for a moment. It's not like you sit down and one hour you're not thinking. It's not possible.
0: No, you. Oh, that would be tricky. (laughs)
1: So that's kind of a good way to start. Sam Harris is also great. He's got some good um, just kind of – Like guided meditation. I say um, guided meditation is probably the best because when otherwise the other option is to download like Insight Timer and just press 10 minutes and Mm. put the gong on so you hear the gong and you just focus on your breath for 10 minutes. So just literally sit down, focus on your breath.
0: That's incredible. Mm. And like I guess for meditation because – Like you're a busy boy. You're a very um, busy business boy. And like for someone like that, you wouldn't assume would have time to meditate. But obviously for you, that's really important to you. And I think that's really awesome to be able to show people and people listening that like you can have that like yin side Mm. and also have that yang. Because yang is normally out, like outbalanced, right? Normally we're like, go, go, go and very, very little yin, right? Mm. But for you, you're saying add it into your like everyday practice. Do mm. you do it in the morning?
1: No, I do it nighttime before bed. I find that I'd have a better sleep if I do it an hour before bed, or even if you can just get 20 minutes before bed. Mm. But you, what I find is you go to sleep with your problems or your thoughts from the day, mm. but if you meditate meditated beforehand, you're kind of shutting, shutting it down, mm. go to sleep, have a good night's sleep, wake up.
0: What's your morning I routine when you wake up? I don't want you to
1: ask me that question. <laughs> <laughs> um, my morning routine, it changes a lot. So either we'll have to be on site early or I will end up at a coffee shop. Love. So it – Yeah, you're, yeah a, you're a coffee it, drinker. I would – yeah. I would prefer to have a good routine in the morning, mm. ideally. Mm. Um, you know, go do some exercise or something, mm. meditate, make breaky.
0: What time do you normally wake up in the morning?
1: Between 6 or 5.30 and 7.00.
0: Mm.
1: Mm. That's lovely. Depends.
0: Mm. Um, okay. how about you? When do you wake up? I wake up at, I was saying, in my previous episode, probably stupid o'clock. My my hours change a lot. Normally I'll be up on a busy day at quarter past four in the morning and, like, literally I'm, I'm going to take your advice and try and meditate because guided meditations at night, I, like, I didn't really realize. I guess I was meditating, but I just put a guided meditation on to like relax me to go to sleep. Yeah, does that make sense? But yeah. I'm not actually like listen. Or I'm listening, but I'm not actually like doing yeah. what they're saying. It's just like relaxing for me, and then I'm going to sleep. Is that yeah, meditating, or am I completely?
1: Yeah, I'd say off it the is. mark. I'd say I'd say it is. But you the problem with laying down is you probably never finish it. Like no, I don't. If I think I'm asleep, it, <laughs> that's what I meant. If I think of the Alan Watts <laughs> one, I would be asleep within the first two, three minutes, but it's nice and it shuts you Yeah, mm. It's kind of like you're not listening, but it's there. It's background, but then you are subconsciously listening. Yeah. It's, and I think that Alan Watts one is trying to say, eventually you're listening to his voice as if it's like, you're not actually listening. It's just a sound in the background. Mm. You're not actually trying to think about what he's saying.
0: Mm.
1: You're just listening to it.
0: Cause like, I think, well, that's, that's the reason why I asked you about your morning routine. Cause like my morning routine is literally like, Wake up, get changed, and get out the door by mm. four thirty mm. or whatever. And I would love to have some time off to be able to, if I wanted to meditate or, I do work out sometimes in the morning. But um, you know, a morning routine and a nighttime routine I just think are so important. So I was just uh, just I
1: agree with you. It is something I'm working on for morning because mm. nighttime I'm trying to we'll definitely like getting, you're better I'm at getting it down, yeah.
0: Mm. I don't know, mornings Mornings are no one's friends. I really don't think. But
1: even planning, do you plan your day ahead? Yes. Yeah, that's crucial. and It I think, is crucial. I think it also gets your thoughts out of your head as well. Because if you know what you're doing the next day, you don't need to worry about what you're doing because you know, okay, I'm doing this, this, and this.
0: Yeah, agreed. Because, like, don't you think as well, if. Like, I can't stand if someone doesn't use a calendar or like a planner or something because I'm like, how you cannot. Well, what about tell me, me this
1: morning when I turned up at nine o'clock to our yes, podcast? Yes. He,
0: yeah. He turned up at 9 a.m. and texted me saying, Hey, where are you? And um, we were scheduled in for 12 p.m. So <laughs> even if you do have a calendar, which You're he does, you'll enter it wrong. You can, there's human error, right? <laughs> but I just find like, h- how can anyone think of the, um, their appointments or whatever and just save it in their head. Mm. Like I know some clients that are just like, yep, saved if I book in their PT. I'm like, do you need to write that down? Like, are you okay? I couldn't, I couldn't dare, but you're so right. Like you need to have, um, you need to have like to-do lists. Yeah. Otherwise, again, your mind is going at a million miles an hour. And for you, you have so many jobs going on at one time in all different like aspects So you need to really like actually fine tune it and have those to do's for like this business, this business and this business, right? Hmm. So let's talk about business. What do you think that you have learned the most since starting your businesses? Like what's something that you've learned?
1: I only really started one of them.
0: Okay. Well, you're in business.
2: business,
0: So Um. what is something that you have
1: learned? I've learned a lot around branding a business, I would say. Um, Money, tax, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell me about branding. Different sort of personalities as employees. Yes. And expectations of them and how they see you or the business.
2: I
0: love that. I want to talk about branding. Mm. When branding a business, what is important
1: the most important thing i've learned is that you've got to know why you're doing it like why what are you saying yeah what's your message yeah what's your message like and to have a consistent brand so then the people that are following you are following you for that reason Mm -hmm. they're coming to your business for you so having that refined and then everything that you produce content wise um reflects that so obviously the pottery studio is about stillness everything that we try and do is to increase that like to make the customer feel that when they come Mm -hmm. to the studio like through the materials we used on the like i think i think marketing goes a lot further than and branding is obviously a lot further than the message you have in your ads Mm -hmm. um it's like from the
0: touch and the feel and the the, look and the
1: the experience of the whole thing mm -hmm. so we've obviously got there's a lot of things in the studio which can be um stressful i think like when you're trying to find your work there's a lot of work there um so just how we like we do how we rearrange ourselves like there's just so many subtle things Small in things. running the business that it's just like it just would go unseen but even just you know plywood and um nice light and mood lighting and that sort of thing but um even the meditation space um yeah just has to be related to why you're doing there has to be a higher pers- purpose of what you're doing we're not just about pottery
0: yeah exactly you're not yeah i totally get it like it's more than just pottery it's a it's a brand and it's like a a wellness space Mm. you know because um another kind of question i did have is like pottery is meditative right you're just sitting there and you're just like making yeah you're zoned out why do you think it's important to have a little bit of stillness in your like in all of our lives
1: Mm. um I think we, yeah, apart from what we touched on before, but everyone has things going on, like whether it's work or whether you're just, I don't know, get angry at the car being slow in front of you in the fast lane. Like, <laughs> Preach. <laughs> there's time. <laughs> when that happens, I think it's just like a time to actually just observe what it is inside you that's actually getting upset because there will be something, there'll be a sensation somewhere that's mm. you can just observe and then... The slow person in front of you doesn't affect you anymore. Mm. Um, yeah.
0: What about the meditation space at the pottery studio? Why? Why? Why?
1: Mm-hmm. It's actually, that's something on the first question not the second question you asked on what would they, my previous person, self, say about mm. today. Well, that is something we've been saying from the beginning that we need to have, but I didn't actually ever envision it would be at the studio. Mm-hmm. And when you I thought, I thought it was going to be When separate? I talk about manifestation, I don't actually literally think that like you can just think and it like happens exactly how you think it's going to – it never happens how you think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It just happens. So it's like I thought that we might open one in Door somewhere else like an actual just meditation studio. Um, we just kind of – the opportunity just came and I thought, oh, that would be cool to have there. Mostly because we needed to open up downstairs to have an, a separate table for glazing, a glazing area so it um, – I just thought we might as well build a bridge across and mm. open up a whole new area up there. But the meditation will be important because I think that's like the final key to our whole brand at the moment, mm. tying that in. Like we've always been, I think, a meditation studio disguised with pottery. Definitely. So now it's – here it is.
0: You get to do meditation as well. What about yoga? Are you going to do yoga up there?
1: I mean, we could, yeah. Mm.
0: See how it goes. Yeah. Mm.
1: It's not a huge space. Like yoga probably needs – for one person doing downward dogs, maybe three people sitting. So Mm -hmm. you're probably not going to fit a whole bunch of people.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. And obviously for the last three years, you've come a very long way, especially like specifically in Pottery Studio. What When trying to grow your business, when trying to scale up, like what is the most important thing?
1: Um, I think building a good team is important, um, but managing money, you know, you've got to know where it's coming in, when it's going out. I think a lot of people, especially in pottery industry, is, and I mean, it's not stereotyping, but everyone is an artist and they're not focused on selling, they're not focused on, you know, you've got to obviously make money. Yeah, survive. exactly. So You're it's, saying
0: that they're not, like, they don't see money in it, but they're doing it for the love, just for the love. Yeah, the which is cool. Mm, it's and great.
1: You can definitely make money from when you're so passionate about something, but definitely. it is good to just learn basic, you know, where's the money going? Incomings and outgoings, play yeah. How much am I using into my pot? Because a lot of people, like, I hear it all the time, like, oh, I could sell my pot for this much. And it's like, yeah, you can, but you're not considering the time it took you to make it, the firing it, the going to buy the clay from the shop. You don't have storage for it, so you're not paying for storage, but assuming you're paying for storage, glazing it, the time mm. to glaze it. Mm. It's not just a $30 cup. It's probably cost you five hours time. Do you know what I mean?
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's not just the products that are costly. Yeah. It's your time. Yeah. How do you put a price on your time?
1: My time. Well, or anyone. Their time. Well, that's – I mean, if I was – you probably want to work out what you think your time's worth, worth and mm. then you would work back from that on how many cups I suppose you could make mm. at, I don't know, $30 an hour or whatever mm. your charge-out rate is. Obviously, if you're not good at pottery, your charge-out rate is probably $20 an hour mm. and as you become a master, it's 100 mm. But that would reflect in the piece. I think I see a lot of people just putting prices on stuff and I'm like – are you making money or you're better off working at Woolies? You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> No offense.
0: Yeah. Hmm. And so you're saying staff is obviously really a good, good team is really important when trying to level up in your business. What makes a good team?
1: People doing the work that they are good at. So like knowing, like a lot of, some people can get caught up on like, you know, oh, I could do that. But it's like, Yeah, but you can do this a lot better. But Mm. trying to tell them that without them realising. So, like, making sure the team, the person that's doing the job is the most efficient at doing that job. Because, like, everyone has their strengths. Everyone has their weaknesses. Mm. So.
0: I think as well, like, it's pretty cool, I guess, you coming from the point where you were, like, not really into pottery all that much when you Mm. first started, right? So your first point of call was to get someone who loved it Mm. knew it lived it you're like hey you come here mm. i want you like part of my business because i'm not like i'm here to run the business i'm not here to be in the business is that right
1: yeah except i didn't go looking she just turned up actually yeah
0: which is now rod's girlfriend
1: <laughs> Yeah. um so she kind of she just Rocked applied up. for a job yeah even how that happened was strange, but it just kind of happened. Literally, as Amy and I broke up, we obviously I didn't start dating Gabby straight away, and there was nothing for a long time. But having her, yeah, just being so into pottery and wanting to learn, because at the time of her pottery career, she wasn't all that good at pottery either. Um, but she was passionate about it. So I yep. suppose the same way when Sophie just um, from On Track Studio.
0: Shout out, Shout out to producer Sophie.
1: When she came along, you. I mean, I don't think – like I think I actually was looking for someone in marketing, which I was um, telling Sophie the other day, but then I couldn't find anyone and then Sophie just appeared mm. at my house one day.
0: Don't you think a good piece of business advice <laughs> is to like get yourself out there and start talking to as many people as possible? Like literally like bloody barista in the coffee shop could have – so much experience in something and like I wouldn't have been able to do what I'm doing right now on this podcast if it wasn't for you introducing me to someone else like
2: Mm.
1: yeah that's
0: don't you think networking is just so damn important for business
1: yeah I do in the sense of actual just real life networking not meeting up at networking events
0: agreed yeah networking events don't work I don't think so
1: oh I'm not about them
0: I'm not either So we're on the right page.
1: (laughs) It's more about like friends connecting other people they know. Agreed. I thought you'd vibe with Sophie and then, yeah, here you are. Your podcast is in full steam.
0: But I think as well, like this is how word of mouth kind of ends up happening, doesn't Mm. it? Like even just like for pottery or for what I'm doing, like word of mouth is huge. Mm. Do you think you would be where you were, where you are now if it wasn't for, you know, people? Like two different things, word of mouth and social media. 'Cause I guess word of mouth kind of now is posting on social media and then mm. someone being like, Oh, cool, like how what was there? How did it mm. go?
2: Yeah.
0: Do you think that this played a huge role in your yeah, business?
2: Definitely. Yeah.
0: For someone listening who's just starting up their business,
2: yep.
0: what do they do? Social media social media and like word of mouth and all of that.
1: Like now? Because a lot of what we obviously did, it's just becoming outdated, you know, Instagram's getting a bit old to be honest. But
2: no. <laughs> it's sad as it is.
1: <laughs> it's actually like as your followers grow, the engagement just kind of stays. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think about our engagement when we had like a third of the followers and it was just higher. That's just life. But if I was going to start a business today, honestly what I would probably do is try and get myself in front of a lot of podcasts, you know, just mm-hmm. get on them and talk, mm-hmm. tell people about them. Yeah. Because if you're on – Voice your message. you've got – Fifty followers. Uh, Fifty followers of your podcast, mm-hmm. and then you went to the Corrective Culture one, mm. and then you went to the Stillness one, which mm. doesn't exist anymore.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But then you're all those fo- people are listening, and that oh, who's this and what's that about? Then yeah, it's just a, probably the quickest way to get your brand in front of followers as for as many free people as possible. For, yeah, for cheap. Mm. Like if you got infinite supply of money, you're just going to run ads. But
0: of course, but that's not. But startups don't have infinite no. amount of money, unfortunately. With yeah. um, Like at times I want to talk about failing because I think it's such an important message to talk about through anyone running a business um, or even just life in general, I guess. Like at times of failure, business or personal, like what have you learned and how do you get back up?
1: I think that nothing ends up being as bad as it is. But if you always like focusing on what you're learning rather than like, why is it happening? Why is it happening for you? Not, why is it happening to you? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yeah, what's it
0: trying to teach me? Yeah.
1: And what lesson there's I'm always, like, if you connect, like, it's super easy to connect the dots looking back. But it's, like, hard when you're in the moment. You're like, why the hell is this happening now? Like, but then in, like, three months' time, you look back and you're like, if that didn't happen.
2: I wouldn't be where I am. I wouldn't be
1: doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then you just kind of are content with whatever's happening. Like, whatever, whoever punches you in the face, mm. and you just keep going.
0: What gets you through, like, in that moment you're saying you just know that it's all going to work out in the wash.
1: It depends what the my only, my brain just keeps going back to this one thing that happened before the before yeah, the like podcast, five minutes which, before the podcast.
0: Rod <laughs> got an email that he did not want to get, yeah. and uh, as business goes, you just kind of get <laughs> on <laughs> with it, right? You yeah. just if so fuck I've ups got, happen, like
1: I've got the opinions of someone who's going to be annoyed, but then it's also probably maybe five thousand dollar mm, yeah fuck, like it's costly it's so not. it's a cost but it's it's like okay even if it was 10 and I struggled to find the money and paid it mm-hmm. it's not life over mm-hmm. just like, money yeah so yeah I guess everything like you there's so many stories of people who've just like fucked up so bad and they're still gone I know So it's like is your problem really a problem
0: and that's amazing like some of Nearly every, like, very highly successful person has had that many failures, that many fuck-ups, so much that have happened for them to be, like, pretty much say, all right, I quit. Like, this is bullshit, Mm. but they just haven't. Mm. And I just think that's – if we can all take something away, it's that. Like, no matter how bad it is, no matter how much your fuck-up is, like, if you just keep going.
1: Literally, just keep going.
0: Keep going. Like, (laughs) Nemo. Nemo just keep swimming or oh, dory keep swimming swimming um when did you know it was the right time to start like when do you know it's a right time to start a business at what point is it it's, the idea is it the like when is
1: it the time is when you literally just can't like you can't do anything else but that you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i don't i think i don't think a lot of people that are in business probably should be in business they should be you know employees but not in a bad way like they'd be 100 times better employee yep. than I am. Like, I'm a really bad employee. Like, I'm yep. horrible at it. Yeah. Which is why, like, yeah, I – like, if even at um, Mammoth, I'm just, like, not happy to be on wages because I'm, like – one, I get complacent – like, there's a lot of complacency around wages, but the other is, like, I'm in and out all the time. Like, I'm not doing hour by hour. Yeah, you c- you're not consistent. Not, yeah, and mm. but I'll, like, be working at midnight one night, but I'm not working – the next day or whatever Mm -hmm. you know Mm um i'm all i just think you've if you know if you know if you literally just can't work for someone like you just can't possibly like you know this business is your life you've Mm -hmm. got to do it Mm -hmm. you've got like i don't think if it wasn't pottery it'd be something else for me absolutely I Uh, i think that's what i'm trying to say yeah so don't do it if you think it's going to make you money. Exactly. Because you don't make money for a long time. For a very long time. <laughs>
0: Any new business owner will yeah. know that. They're probably still grinding, you know, years yeah. and years and years after their first initial concept. Yeah. I think that's so damn important for anyone listening to remember that, like, owning a business is not... A
1: okay, get-rich quick scheme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's and opposite. it's not,
0: like, I think the um, at the moment, young people are starting businesses, which is fucking awesome Mm. and I love that but it's um sometimes as well I feel like people are owning businesses because like that's the in thing or that's the cool thing or you can say you're a business owner Mm. but like something just as awesome and this is what I really wanted to get across it's like you don't have to own a business to be successful you don't have to run a business you don't have to um you know you can be working for someone else and still be super successful exactly I'm like I can't deal with people who um you know, just want to own a business for the sake of saying I own a business.
2: Because,
0: mm. again, you're just – are you really like – I think there's
1: an idea of freedom there as well, but the reality is you get a lot less time mm-hmm. because you have to answer questions at any time of the day and you've mm. got problems all the time. All the it's time. It's not just Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, you know. So yeah, you don't just get It's to not a freedom office. thing. I think there is a deg- – there's obviously freedom if you love what you're doing, but if you love what you're doing anyway, then it, you're happy, you know. Mm. Um, and – yeah, I think the money is also sometimes better just being like the main person at a business, you know.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. You're
1: employed on a good salary, probably earning more. Yeah, than exactly. The, than the business,
0: <laughs> and a and sad you don't have little, little business, business owner. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's right. There's no risk. That's it. So we are now up to the sweaty crew questions, which is the um, questions that my Instagram following have asked you. And the number one is what's your favorite quote to live by?
1: I've got a few quotes. One of them recently is Fati, which means "love of fate." Um, basically, that translates to "love of fate." Basically, loving what happens to you, no matter what. So whether it's good or bad, like if like that problem before, like just you know, and it shouldn't have happened to you, and mm. why this happened, being negative. And yeah, it's like accepting victim that. mentality. Mm. So just yeah. Accepting Having, what's happened.
0: Yeah, going in with a positive attitude and finding something positive out of it instead of yeah. going negative, finding the negative and then being negative, right?
1: Yeah. And just yeah, accepting whatever happened and just love it. Dive into it. Um, I love that. But Lao Tzu's um journey of a thousand miles starts with the begins with a single step.
0: Oh good. Right.
1: That's a big one with business That's owners amazing. going to start because you want to be at the destination, but you have to actually just step
0: Do you know what? I relate this a lot to fitness because in health and fitness, people come to me um, and say they want to be at this scale weight or they want to be able to lift this amount of weight. And it's like, well, it starts with one step, right? You just have to start. Mm. You have to just gradually keep going like one foot in front of the other, one foot in front of the other, and then you'll get there. But like don't you think, again, yeah, business owning, fitness, whatever, it's it's very much – I want to be there now, Yeah. <laughs> so why aren't I?
1: But if you got there, like, then what?
0: Exactly. You
1: know, it's like, you got to, like, people do also say that with me. It's just like, when you do get to it, it's like, then what? But it's like, I don't know, the, the goal is, like, so infinite. I can kind of never actually get there.
0: Definitely. Like, it, and it changes. Yeah. If you hit, a like, a target, it's the next target after that, you know, and it keeps evolving,
1: I'll actually give everyone's probably the best thing everyone should do is listen to s- – consume Simon Sinek, I reckon, if you're going to start a business. Start your business with why and have a reason for why your business exists. Mm-hmm. Don't go, oh, I just want to make a million dollars and I'm going to get into You're you know, never what is the in- – like there must be something that's just super in right now that everyone's flocking to. I mean, crypto is. But, yeah, there must be a business where everyone's like, oh, that would be so easy to make money. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to be.
0: No. Unfortunately, there's going to be hiccups yeah. along so the way. So, you
1: have to have like an ultimate dream or goal that never ends because otherwise, you just won't be fulfilled.
0: And I guess chasing. the next question that got asked was what are some tips on starting a side hustle, which we've kind of gotten into, but
1: just why are you starting? it? So, if you're just going to make money, maybe just literally learn how to trade, mm-hmm. like trade. Yeah, if you currency, want quick stocks. money. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's not quick. It's not. Yeah, Modern, but your, the end goal quick. is money. So, you if you're just learning how to make money, And how to read charts Mm -hmm. on a computer and buy Mm -hmm. and sell things it's you probably take you four years to get good at it but it's a money you're literally just money but if you're starting a business for money only it's probably not a good idea
0: yeah it might not be successful yeah
1: Yeah. but then you just got it but also just remembering you got to spend three hours probably after your work when you come home and just work yep and be
0: prepared for that
1: Mm. Mm. i love it don't take any money out for three years
0: Oh, here just we go. Just
1: putting her back in the business. Yep.
0: Agreed. And yeah. I love that. I think that's really important. There's some great tips in there. Um, what is your favourite thing about the pottery studio?
1: Well, I taught a class on Wednesday night and um, it was actually really nice. Just, I don't know, people relaxing, helping people, talking to them about their piece. I don't know. Just everyone, like someone actually said it was just as relaxing as the um, – as the making of it, which, yeah, I actually probably think it is the glazing and know mum goes and just glazes. She never makes stuff. So,
2: hm.
1: um, yeah, just seeing people relaxing. Yeah. And just zoning out, talking to each other, socialising.
0: And, like, anyone I talk to um, at the moment that is, like, in business and either I've questioned their why or they end up telling me their why, it's normally, like, to help people in some way.
2: Mm.
0: Like, your way is helping people relax and be able to mm. just chill out for a second. Like, I think that's really cool.
1: I think it'd be cool. It will be cool to be able to touch a lot of people with meditation because like you said, how do I start as a beginner? I think a lot of people want to, but they don't know where to start. And
0: and they think they can't Yeah, they because think they can't. Like they're
1: too a lot of busy. People, yeah, mm. but also they think, I don't know, it's like with Vipassana, which is what I, the meditation I practice, you go away for 10 days and do 10 days in silence. But a lot of people think you have to practice meditating before you go or you... Need to know before you go or getting prepared, but you're going to learn how to do it.
0: I've just so. had an absolute like glass shattering moment in my mind right now because we have people come to our gym being like, I have to get fit before I do a class here. And yeah. it's the exact same thing that you've just said that yeah. you don't have to because. I would be, like, modified to tell someone they need to get fit before they try a gym class. It makes sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, or people come and they go, oh, I'd never be good at pottery. (laughs) It's like, cool, that's why you're coming. Yeah, you're here to learn. No one's good at anything until you, like, maybe some people are, like, slightly better than others, but Mm -hmm. everyone sucks.
0: Before they actually. Before you start. Yeah.
1: On anything Mm -hmm. in life, even podcasting, like. Yeah. I'm probably like this horrible one. at <laughs> this with my monotone voice.
0: Dory. I feel the same way sometimes. Um, <laughs> is your favourite way to slow down meditation? That's a question. I would
1: say it's the best way I've got I mean cold, shower. a sauna or ice bath is cool. I don't ha ice baths very often. I really want one at the home, but that kind of just shock and then just your brain just stops. Mm-hmm. Like you're just not thinking. It's a similar sort of feeling you get in a, like a good meditative state when you just jump in an ice bath because your mind just shuts off.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's awesome.
1: Because if you're thinking, you're going to be cold, so you've just got to focus your breath.
0: And that's the same as meditating. like You're focusing yeah. on either the guide yeah. or you're focusing on your breath or you're focusing on something.
1: Even going for a run. Actually, I forgot to say, like running is definitely a, yeah good thing and i was doing that before bed i swapped to uh, meditation but definitely helps like you just run and clear your mind
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: agreed that's why people you literally can run a kilometer and still feel better because you've had that time to yourself by yourself and be able to run you know either with headphones in or head like Mm. no headphones that's really cool um and then the lucky last question is what would you tell yourself in year one of owning a business if you could go back in time, what would you tell yourself in new one?
1: I don't really know. Well, I guess
0: you that. can't really go back as well. Like, <laughs> don't you think? Yeah. Well, everything like that's I'm worked. I'm
1: trying to think of what, yeah, exactly. You know,
0: everything that you've that, gotten to so far yeah. is because everything else has happened.
1: Yeah, exactly. So if I go back and go, well, i change changed that, but say then what would have happened? Yeah, where yeah, would some, we be now? Something else would be different, yeah.
0: If you could give anyone in their business... In their year one of owning their business, what tip would it be?
1: Uh, stay focused. Don't give up. Love talk it. to people like you, maybe me, Matt Orman. He's good. He's three years, four years Talk to us. Business. We love it. Just talk to people who are running businesses and see what they did.
0: That's it. I love – this is exactly – Like, I'm not an expert. No, and neither am I. Yeah. And, so. like, actually, I love it so much. Like, so many more people are talking about it now that, like, no one knows what they're doing. Mm. Like, in business, not – No one knows what they're doing to a degree, if you know what I mean. Like people are winging it and like if it works out, sick. If that didn't work, then try another avenue to get it to work or whatever.
1: One of the biggest things you don't want to do, it's like if I say Instagram was how we're filling all our classes, if I just said forever that that's all we have to do is just keep posting photos, then you'd literally just, it'd be over so quickly. you'd run out. But you have to keep innovating, keep changing it. Like, you're constantly looking at what works, what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Because it's always changing. Every day it changes. Like, Twitter could be the next thing tomorrow. I really hope not. Well, see, I like Twitter.
0: Do you? Why?
1: It's just, I don't know. It's like intellectual feed.
0: Yeah. Well, that makes more sense because you're intellectual and (laughs) I am not.
1: (laughs) Well, the Instagram feed, it's kind of, it's always changing and it's like, whereas the Twitter one's still. Consistent. It's this, you change it. It refreshes the next thing. It's not like. The algorithm, yeah. Mm.
2: It's just that one after, like when it gets posted,
1: yeah. yeah. Like it used to be, Mm. which is kind of cool because then you don't – you know, oh, I should have already seen that, so I've seen everything below it. So I don't need to sit here scrolling for the rest of my day.
0: Well, that's how ads work. (laughs) That's how marketing and advertising works, right? (laughs) This is where your ads pop up in our feeds. Well, that is –
1: Wait, no one has talked about the fact that we're cousins. Okay. Surely someone has to tell this story.
0: Okay, it's been brought up. <laughs> it's been brought up. We've got to discuss it. It's the weirdest story. Are you going to go it or am I?
1: Um, I don't know. I, can st- I guess. How long ago was it? It was your uh, grandpa's was 80th. <laughs> yeah,
2: so true. So you were in Tassie. It was
1: I a couple of years, years ago. I messaged you because I thought, you're in Tassie at your grandpa's 80th, I think.
0: And we, okay, we have to start at the we- start. We met each other. Through my boyfriend you.
1: Shout out to Luke Heaton he just, <laughs> he just built that meditation space at the pottery studio If you need so any carpentry to... <laughs> works done <laughs> There's
0: some serious shout outs happening here um, Yeah, I met you through my partner And you guys grew up together
1: Yeah, so we knew each other for probably three years Before that? No, me and you Oh,
0: I was going to say yeah, you Peter, grew up I knew
1: Hito since, I don't know When Tobias was first friends with him And you won probably, I don't know <laughs> Right.
0: Back in the day, yeah. yeah, so we knew each other and then we started following each other on Instagram mm. via that connection and then you saw I was in Tassie. Mm.
1: So we did know each other for three years and I said, well, my grandpa knows everyone like in Lonsus and Deloraine. <laughs> so I'm going to say, do you know Graham Davis? Or ask your grandpa if yeah. he knows. And then you responded, Beverly's cousin, which is my grandma. So it was at that point that we realised we were cousins. cousins.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is a really, really weird thing, considering yeah. that my partner, who I've been with for six years, has grown up with your family, mm. and then my pop is your mm. grandma's cousin. Mm. And we don't
1: look at, at all similar oh, god, one, no! a little bit. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs>
0: Absolutely not. We're no nowhere near what looks like cousins. But you know what? It works. Yeah. And I'm.
1: Thanks for having me on the podcast, Cuz.
0: <laughs> I'm really glad to have you on here, little cousin. Um That is a wrap. That's all we have time for today. Um, Rod, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. What thanks. a blast! I hope you guys um, listening learned some fun little facts about Rod as well as starting a biz and uh, how to run a business. You've given us some good insight. Thank you. Okay.
1: All the best with your podcast, and maybe I'll be here again.
0: Well, well for now. Bye. Bye. <laughs>